ready to be petty welcome back to another episode of our tvp i'm so glad you're here and if i haven't said it to you already happy new year i am back on my podcasting grind it took me a minute but i'm really hoping to get back on a schedule where i'm posting episodes every sunday i've lined up some great guests for some future episodes so i am happy that you're listening now and i'll see you next week today we're going to talk about the golden globes We're going to talk about Ariana Grande's new song, Yes And. We're going to talk about Jessica Simpson's Chicken of the Sea commercial, Gypsy Rose Blanchard's press tour. We're going to talk about the Summer House promo that just dropped and Reputation, Taylor's version gossip. And then I'm going to nominate a Pettyweight Champion of the Week and share my This Week in Petty. So let's get into it. The Golden Globes happen. I feel like, you know, there's been lots of discussion about it. So I'm not going to get into like the nitty gritty, I would say. But like we all know he who shall not be named bombed like the hosting gig. It was like cringe, 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 etc. But let's talk about Barry Keoghan <laughs> and Sabrina Carpenter Brewer rumors. Literally, I think a day or two before the show happened, I feel like it was like fucking pop base or like pop crave or one of the pop culture Twitter accounts. And then also in the blind items, it was saying that Barry and Sabrina were going to be on the red carpet, which I think a red carpet debut is your like first time seen in public it is a hard launch. It's the celebrity version of, you know, hard launching on Instagram, but they were nowhere to be seen. They were at the awards, but separately. Sabrina doesn't seem like she went to the show. I think she just went to the after party. And then, of course, Barry was there. I love them together. And then guess what? Last night, they were actually seen. It looked like at like a concert or a club. And it was just their backs. And I kind of love them together. Like, I'm kind of shipping them What do you guys think? He is like not Jeremy Allen White status. Obvi, no one could be Jeremy Allen White status. But he's like super cute. So I don't know. Just sit with that for a minute. (laughs) My fave looks of the nights were Elle Fanning, Io Edaberry's, Haley Steinfeld, Greta Lee's, Charles Melton, Ryan Gosling, Janelle James, and Margot Robbie's. I didn't love Margot Robbie's like pink dress, but doing the pink and the black at the after party paying homage to Barbie is just it's so fun. And I feel like these next couple award shows are like, you know, the last time she gets to do some of these iconic looks. And there's so many iconic Barbie looks that I just really, really liked it. But you can definitely tell the kind of like Audrey Hepburn style. I don't know what this is called. If you know, let me know. But like the it's not a sweetheart neckline. It's like a It's not a straight across neckline. It's rounded, but like fitted and a fitted dress with structure um, and gloves. Like I feel like that is very in. There was a lot of girlies wearing their hair up and yeah, everyone looked beautiful. Simu Liu is hosting the People's Choice Awards (laughs) coming up. And he said there will be no Taylor slander after, again, this joke that just like didn't land well. Um, there's a million trillion memes of Taylor Swift looking pissed and then taking a sip of her drink, which is kind of iconic because that would be me at like a party or something like that. One of the best things about people I really think is being able to take a joke. And I would say on a good day when I have capacity, when I'm feeling confident in myself, I can take a joke. And I think that is really good on the days that I'm feeling shitty and stuff like that about myself or what I'm doing or maybe the joke is you're so seen in that moment that it's it's almost too much. You can be the Taylor Swift where you're slugging back your drink. But I do really feel like a really charming quality about people is being able to take a joke. And I low-key hate that she can't. Because it's like, okay, was the joke cheap? Absolutely. What Was it not funny? Absolutely. It wasn't funny. But just like this pattern of her like not being able to t- any type of like very low hanging fruit jokes uh, is kind of annoying. <laughs> there is also the fucking epic lip reading moment. So as everyone has seen, Taylor Swift and Kelly Teller, uh, Miles Teller's wife and Taylor's like one of her best friends 
were sitting at their table for their dinner because I think it is a like full dinner meal at the Globes. Selena like I assume runs up to them and is like I'm not gonna do the fucking lip reading the exact conversation but I was like kind of like guess what what I asked to take a picture with Timothy and she said no and then or like whatever and then Kelly's like with Timothy and the there are cameras on them the entire time and people were really speculating that she was talking shit about Kylie Jenner who allegedly said no to Selena and him taking a photo which I love for the sake of gossip like I love that they're lip readers I love that Selena is such a messy bitch that she like immediately runs to the next messiest bitch like at the party and spills the tea like that's me like 100% that's me so I have no qualms with Taylor and Selena but there's a part of me that I'm like I don't think Kylie would say that why I guess I was like she's not confident in her relationship no it's because she hate I I'm realizing this things are clicking as I'm talking it through no it's because Kylie hates Selena because of Haley and the eyebrow girlies oh that's so interesting I don't know I just feel like it would be such a faux pas to say no that I feel like even if she was like grinding her teeth through it, she wouldn't say that. But maybe I'm just giving her way too much of a, I don't know, lenience. Let me know what you think. Do you think that this actually happened? Do you think it was about something else? Selena went absolutely wild on Instagram. She said, I'm going to go off Instagram. She was back within 24 hours. Her selenators were attacking Kylie in the comments of her posts. And Selena said, no, I wasn't talking about that at all. I was telling Taylor about a friend who hooked up with another friend. And I was like, oh, spill that. That's fucking way better tea than Kylie denying a picture with Timmy. The other funniest thing about this was just how Timothy and Kylie were. I'm not going to lie. It kind of sold me. I, I've seen mixed reactions. They seemed in love. And then I was like, okay, he's an actor though. And like she is kind of adjacent to that world but then I'm like oh are you just like reading too much into it I thought they were cute uh they were the couple at Disneyland standing in line <laughs> like waiting and just like being all over each other and like hella annoying but I don't know they seemed really into each other it was really funny because Club Chalamet which I think I've talked about her on this podcast before but she is like a middle-aged woman <laughs> because everyone thought she was like I don't know 20 25 whatever she was a middle-aged woman that runs a Timothy Stan account that absolutely like blew up when we first got the pictures of Timothy and Timothy's sister at Kylie's house and they were like smoking cigs in the backyard and she was just like this can't be like Kylie's such trash blah 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 blah, blah. and then so obviously when this happened she was tweeting up a storm like and she has the I'm talking she has the like 280 tweet character limit like she was tweeting up a storm and it was really funny <laughs> that's all I can say it's like fucking crazy that you would hate someone's girlfriend that much fake or not like I don't know but have you changed your mind on Timothy and Kylie do you think they're real are you fans of it are you still in the PR camp and hate it I am a flake. I am like I've never held a stance in my life. I'm kind of like dead in the middle. It's like could be real and they're like cute. I think he like likes hot Instagram model girlies. So like that works out for him. Then the other part that I think about is like that he is not really the it boy anymore. Like there's just the Jacob Alordis and the Jeremy Allen Whites and the Barry Keoghan's and, you know, a bunch of other boys de jour boys. And I feel like he, he might just, his star is fading. His, his time is setting. What would bring it back? What has brought it back? A relationship with a Kardashian. So we'll see. And I kind of think that the Kardashians, they always have to prove to the public that they're desirable by men, by friends, by society and stuff like that. And I do think that Kylie, you know, had a rough go with Travis, especially at the end. 
And I feel like they needed to also prove that she was desirable. And that's gross. That's hella gross. But I, I do think that that is the reality. Part two to all of this is that Emily Blunt and Selena Gomez were at the AFI Awards a few days later, and they took a picture of themselves covering their mouths in the photos. So there's a debate online saying, is it because of a quiet place or is it because of the lip reading? They're like, no lip readers here. And I think that it's probably both. Well, I think it's probably about lip reading, but then I, I think that people are like, well, if anyone asks, we can just say it was a quiet place, which is one of the like, bitchy is like most strategic calculated things you can do but I think like Selena is is that girl but it's like where there's like the perfect scapegoat in this case Emily Blunt has a movie coming out or has it has come out I don't know it's not my genre of film but um it's called The Quiet Place we got a lot of Io and Jeremy content which I was like living for People kept trying to shove his Calvin Klein ad in her face, which like, I just love how she's like, this is a coworker. Cause that's so true. I feel like all the time I am talking about if I was, I, I, I've said this since Twilight, I swear to fucking God, if I was a romantic lead in a movie or a TV show, not that they're even romantic leads, they are friends and coworkers in the show as well. But you know, they have all the stands and the shipping accounts and stuff like that. But if I was in a romantic movie or whatever, and I was the lead and there was another lead, I would be asking the person, what are we at the end of filming? <laughs> like, I just, I feel like I couldn't separate it. And like, I love that she has the skill to do that. But I don't know. I just, I would be asking what we are. So kudos to Io. She is a stronger woman than I am. But yeah, she kept being like, that's my coworker. Like, get those bitches away. And like, it is a funny bit. But like, after the 10th person, I was like, okay, let's like move on to Io's like acting and her letterboxed and her you know hit of a year just like movies after movies she had such a good year that I was like okay it's kind of old like ask me about it for sure I'm not about that but I she kind of is (laughs) we also got Jennifer Lawrence talking about Real Housewives of Salt Lake City on the red carpet she was like making faces and being like I'm gonna leave if I don't win during the like nomination speeches and I'm just I'm glad to have our girl back she is millennial. She is cringe. She maybe tries a little too hard to be relatable, but I just like, I love it. I'm sorry. I, I just really, really like her. We also had Julianne Moore accidentally or maybe not accidentally leaking Andrew Scott's private Instagram account by her tagging him and like it's like a fully private account um I didn't really actually care about any of the awards I was stoked for Io I was stoked for Charles Melton his speech was very moving and Lily Gladstone speaking Blackfeet at her while accepting her award did move me to tears but any of the other awards or like speeches I just like didn't like super super care okay let's move on let's talk about Ariana Grande's new music this is what we have been waiting for for literal years she has you know been saying that she's been working on new music and I really love Ariana Grande I don't think I realized how much of her music I listen to because I don't like stan her like I stan you know Taylor for better or for worse or Selena or whatever but her song dropped on January 12th it's called yes and it's like yes comma and question mark just so you know the emphasis and I have listened to it I think three times through I wanted to give it a few days I wanted to you know sit on it I am known for not liking songs the first time they come out and then being obsessed with them. Like I listened to Lover when it first came out, the album, and then I listened to it again, like not years later, obviously, but like some of the the deeper, more deeper cut songs, not releases. I listened to it a few years later and then like it was like 2020, 2021 where it's like that's all I listened to. So it's like, I do take a long time to sometimes warm up to music, but like my first take was that I don't love it. I think that the lyrics are really sassy and funny and interesting, and we'll get to those in a second, but I think that the beat and the like melody and stuff like that isn't punchy enough. It's just too like la-di-da, 
and you want something that's like bam bam like you know like hit, punch after punch hit after hit and I just don't think that that's this I think the intro is like way too long on again on this song I think it could have worked on a lot of other songs uh, but it just didn't really hit for me so let's look at some of the lyrics Okay, so she says, now in the second verse, now I'm so done with caring what you think. No, I won't hide under your own projections, which is interesting. <laughs> or change my most authentic life. So I'm assuming, obviously, she's referring to that we are projecting onto her about like her new relationship with Ethan Slater but what would we be projecting per se I like these lyrics she says my tongue is sacred I speak upon what I like protected sexy discerning with my time love that that is a mood for 2024 your energy is yours and mine is mine again such a mood my face is sitting I don't need no disguise don't comment on my body do not reply love that <laughs> love that for her your business is yours and mine is mine why do you care so much whose dick I ride <laughs> Which, like honestly fucking funny like it's funny I know she's facing a lot of scrutiny regarding her relationship with Ethan Slater because while they haven't spoken on it directly it appears that he was with his I think high school or college sweetheart they were married and they just had a child within the last year and then you know Ethan and Ariana met at the set of Wicked and the rest is history and the, the wife has also kind of spoken out about this and it's like if this wasn't true I do truly believe that they would like clarify because Lily J the wife has said she was blindsided and stuff like that so it's like wouldn't you step in at that point I don't know and like clarify like okay they were already divorced or they had been broken up or separated at this point and they were just co-parenting their kid and stuff like that so I don't know it's just so interesting especially because Ariana has had a past of you know dating men that are in relationships like Big Sean and Pete Davidson etc so I don't know it's just it's curious so tell me what you think if you like the song if you think the lyrics are funny if you're gonna be vibing to it in 2024 I really want to know it is from the Eternal Sunshine album that I guess we're getting soon which is a reference to the Jim Carrey movie which if you are a Beyond the Blinds listener or if you are a, a blind item girly pop, you will know that there is alleged rumors that she is like, it's not alleged that she's obsessed with Jim Carrey. She is obsessed with Jim Carrey, but there's alleged rumors that they've like hooked up or whatever. I'll let you do your own digging into that, but I'm just very, very curious about what this album is going to hold. Two last things, three last things, and then we're going to move on. Um, music video. Someone said this on Twitter, but it's giving the New York season of Glee. Couldn't agree more. If you're going to say, like, I don't, why do you care whose dick I ride? You better be giving, like, the coolest, like, club scene or something like that ever. Not in, like, dance leotards in a warehouse in the meatpacking district like seriously like give you know you have to like this is awful but you like you have to serve c word if you're going to have lyrics in your song that say why do you care whose dick i ride or whatever and she wasn't serving c word okay okay second last thing frankie grande recreated the makeup look and like the album artwork where it's like zoomed up on her eyes and <laughs> I was just loling that's really all I had to say look it up please and then I wanted to say that Cara Berry from everyone's business but mine have covered Ariana's pettiest moments on my patreon super fun episode where we go through all of her tweets clapbacks uh, lyrics and you know moments throughout her career where she's being a petty little bitch and god this will be added if we ever do a part two okay let's talk about Jessica Simpson for like two seconds it's really honestly I don't have a hot take on it or anything like that I just want to say like go watch the commercial 
if you are a newlyweds fan, you know the iconic moment. And if you are younger than that, I'm about to educate you on something very, very important to pop culture. Nick Lachey and Jessica Simpson had this TV show, a reality TV show called Newlyweds. When they were first married, it went for two seasons. You can find most of the episodes, I think, on YouTube. I recapped one of them on the Ashley and Jessica cast and it details a bonkers relationship where Nick like actively fucking despises her and hates that she is like a shining star and then her just like not being able to handle that which like she shouldn't have to handle that at all. He was like 30 and she was like 23 at the time and he treated her like so shittily but They had this big white couch in their basically empty L.A. home. They are sitting down and Jessica is eating out of a bowl. So she goes, "Uh, is this fish or chicken to Nick who's watching football? And he goes, well, he actually just looks at her and she goes, what? Is that stupid? Like, I know it's tuna, but it says chicken on the package because obviously there is a brand called chicken of the sea and they sell tuna because tuna is the chicken of the sea he just looks at her with such disdain and she's like what is that like a stupid question in a later episode she is eating buffalo wings and she is like oh are these like actually made of buffalo not just like buffalo sauce (laughs) on chicken wings and it's so funny but she is in a new commercial for chicken of the sea Um, This came out in 2003, the clip on the show. So it is literally basically the 20th anniversary and she is with her daughter Maxie and she is eating tuna and then she references that iconic line. Um, She was like, don't get it confused. Like it's tuna, it's not chicken. And then Maxie's like, who would ever be confused by that? And she's like, I don't know, like definitely not your mama. So super, super, super cute. Okay, let's talk about Gypsy Rose Blanchard. Katya, one of our lovely listeners uh, who has a new podcast called Mood for Feud, everyone should check it out, messaged me when I asked for topics for this episode. She said, I feel like I'm watching Black Mirror with some of the internet reactions to Gypsy Rose. And I could not agree more. I am officially out on the gypsy rose content there's a part of me that it's like like get your bag like if you're gonna be paid hundreds of thousands of dollars to do this press junket it's kind of like get your bag and then like move on with your life but part of me is like why is this happening so I don't really want to talk about it but I'll just point out some interesting things that I've noticed so first she's on this huge press circuit it's it's like wrapped up by now but like everything every clip of her on The View and GMA and on Nick Vial's fucking podcast were doing numbers like she has over 7 million followers on Instagram like just people obviously care But I'm like so worried for this girl's mental health because it's like, what is going to happen when people don't care? Because even this week, so like two weeks ago when she like was released like December 28th or whatever. And then last week when she was on this press tour, everyone was talking about her. It is now January 14th and I haven't heard a whisper of Gypsy Rose's name this week. And I just like, I wonder how that will affect somebody. Plus, they keep asking her and her husband all about this sex stuff. And I'm like, can we not ask this girl about her sex life? It is none of her business. It's giving early 2000s asking fucking Jessica Simpson or Britney Spears about their virginity. It's like that is private. If they are offering that up themselves, great. But like, don't inquire about it. Like, it's it's fucking weird. If she had something related to sex like a tv show or a podcast or that's you know what she did for a living like as an educator or a sex worker or something like that it was asked in that type of direction sure but she's not and it's fucking weird and then podcast wise nick vial (laughs) and this is like so fucking ludicrous Nick Vial was asking Gypsy and her husband, like, have you watched The Act, which is the movie based on her life that Joey King 
plays her in the titular role. And she's like, no, like I lived it. I don't really need to watch like a recreation of it. Then Nick goes, yeah, I totally get that. I I don't watch my seasons back of The Bachelor and Natalie doesn't want to watch them either. Nick, you went on a very popular dating show. She had been abused and then thought that the only path out of her abuse was to kill her mom. Like these things aren't the same. And I just think that like people sometimes think when someone makes a statement that they have to relate to it. And sometimes we can't relate to it or we relate to it so adjacently that we can just think that in our little heads. We don't need to say it out loud. And trust me, I am guilty of this myself. Absolutely. Because again, as people, as, as empaths, we just want to relate to other people for sure. And you, you want that person to feel like they're not alone in it and stuff, but it's like apples and oranges, babe. Like it is apples and fucking oranges. So that was so confusing. And then Nick went on Jason Tardick's podcast and the episode hasn't been released yet. So, um, I'm kind of waiting for that. I think it will be released tomorrow looking at his podcasting schedule, which again, I'm like, you should have done this. You should have released it last week. Uh, like, because I think it's over and no one cares anymore, but like he was basically just saying like, how did you get Gypsy Rose on your show? Did you pay her any money? And like stuff like that. And we found out, I found out in the comments of that video that Lifetime is arranging her circuit, her press circuit, and Nick works for them, like does, you know, the movies and stuff like that. So allegedly that's maybe why he got her on as a guest, which I think makes sense. And then it was like, it was like this viral clip was like of Jason being like, what did you have to pay Gypsy Rose to be on your podcast? And he's like, zero dollars. And it's like, babe, that isn't groundbreaking. People don't pay for podcast guests because it's a mutual, like you're on my podcast. I'll have you on mine or I'm on your podcast so I can talk about my shit and promote my shit. It's like when you do a late night TV show, I'm sure that there are people that get paid stipends if they're not like, if there's no, value add for them to be on a uh, show stop making that a thing when it's like not a thing at all so anyways then this week allegedly Lamar Odom was like hey I'll pay for you to get your teeth fixed and it's like what the fuck leave this girl alone she had her teeth removed by a dentist because of her mom's abuse like that is probably such a like all her teeth that is probably such a sensitive topic I could not imagine opening my Instagram and like looking at TMZ and it's fucking Lamar Odom's face being like, I'll pay for your teeth because they're god awful. And it's like, yeah, no, I probably have like severe fucking medical trauma. And you even commenting on my looks and stuff like that is horrendous. It grinds my gears. I didn't know I I was going to get so heated on this. The last thing I'm going to say about Gypsy Rose Blanchard before I truly never mention her again, but she would not be on a press circuit. What happened to her was fucking awful. I also don't agree that murder is the best option, obviously, and there's fucked up things with the boyfriend too, the ex-boyfriend now, obviously. And I don't know the details of the case to make any more of a comment than that, but this would not be happening if this was a person of color. If this was a person of color, they would have got a much harsher sentence, been in jail for, you know, way longer if they had any release date or whatever. And they would not be celebrated and offered a press junket like this. If they were guilty, maybe if they were like wrongly accused and then in jail and then they were released because they were innocent, maybe there would be like a you know, a story or a news segment about how they were wrongly accused or whatever. But a person who did the thing that they were accused of went to jail and then came out of it, They it just would not be the case if this person was a person of color. Like, I it just cannot stress that enough. Okay, let's move on, please. <laughs> okay, let's talk about Summer House. Something super, super cash. So I am so excited because... Two things. There are new guys, which like, 
why have they not been able to cast guys on this show for years? There's been scenes on like the last two to three seasons of the show where the guys like Carl and Kyle and stuff like that are like, huh, or like it, it's just the bros. That, it's just the two of us or three of us with like eight girls or whatever. And it's like, why? Why is that the case? So they just like haven't cast new men, but they did. We have Jesse and Wes. So Jesse is a single businessman <laughs> working in investor relations. And he is a veteran of the Hampton Summer. So I guess he knows about the share house scene. He is six foot five, <laughs> which like is unreal. Okay. And then there's West. West? West? I don't know. It's, it's pronounced. <laughs> it's like the direction, like W E S T. But don't you say West or West? Or I don't know. Anyways, the other person is a. T- 28-year-old sports journalist, and he is introduced to the group by Lindsay, who they met out in New York. Apparently, he got laid off from his journalism job, and he's looking for a new job. He's also single. He can't commit to a girl, (laughs) and he's from the Midwest. It says that he quickly focuses attention on a single, a fellow housemate, and I think that this is Sierra in the promo. And he is trying to push himself to take things past the casual dating stage. Uh, I can't, I can't stand those type of people. Okay, I'm obsessed with this because we want to see people hook up and party. And I think that we will get that this year. And I'm fucking excited. We also get the, the stable couples of the house fighting. Also love to see it. And finally, of course, we are looking for why Lindsay and Carl broke up. And we will hopefully finally get our answers. I think it is still so wild. So we see Carl in full white, like white jeans and and Lindsay also in white, which I thought was like kind of weird that they were both in like bridal white. And it's the conversation that allegedly they had wrapped filming that apparently this is getting a little convoluted online. There are kind of two sides of the story that he reached out and was like, hey, I'm going to have a conversation with Lindsay about how this summer went. Will you be there? But then I'm also hearing that he was in a group chat with Lindsay, like Lindsay himself and production. And production was like, hey, we need to wrap up some like storylines or whatever. Can we meet and shoot one last thing? So I'm kind of getting two sides of the story. So I guess I hope we get the answers soon. But he like sits her down and he's like, I feel like I'm not happy and you haven't been happy for a really long time. And basically I want to like cancel the, the cancel the wedding and break up. And Lindsay says she's blindsided. And I just think, so a, I'm like, okay, you obviously, you know, got engaged pretty quickly, but in terms of like them being in their like late thirties and them being friends for eight years I didn't really bat my eye at that but I do think it's kind of weird when he's like yeah I I I don't even want to like postpone the wedding I want to break up um there's a clip where they're in the room and it's like the cameras aren't there it's one of the like webcammy things in the corner of the room um it seems like maybe she accused him of using drugs but they they don't use pronouns in it. It, it like, cuts out and it just, like, blank accused me of doing drugs. Like, I don't want to be in a relationship with someone who does that. So I'm like, did she accuse him or did someone else accuse him and she didn't stick up for him or, like, what? But, like, that, that is pretty wild. So I, I don't know. I just want to know what happened, obviously. Kyle and Carl are back at it again. Carl's working for Loverboy again. He is collabing on a non-alcoholic drink with them that is very much like their, because they have like hard seltzers. It's like basically seltzers without the, the hard. And I think that this is interesting because it's like they are, and I know that they are friends like first and foremost, but it's like, I guess that Carl gets Kyle and Amanda in the divorce. Like I'm just also confused at where the friends lie. Because we know Gabby and Danielle 
and maybe a few others went to Lindsay's bachelorette party that they didn't cancel, that they went on anyways. But I'm just curious at where the other cast members stand. And then a few last things before we move on. Lindsay is talking about in a clip where she is like, well, maybe next summer I'll be pregnant. And I think she's getting a lot of flack for this online. And I just, not that I resonate with that so much, but I totally get the feeling that like biologically time is a ticking or she's feeling that pressure or whatever. You know, she was doing the egg retrieval process in an earlier season and stuff like that. And you can just tell that that's what she really, really wants. And I do feel like all of her partners, Stravi and now Carl, do feel like that they kind of are just being slotted in and she will do it with any guy at this point because like time is like run out. And I'm not even saying that that's like true as like a concept or whatever. I'm just saying I think that that's how she feels and I think a lot of people relate to that. The cast photo is fucking weird. Lindsay posted on her stories like, this was 12 days before the breakup, by the way. And it's like, well, I don't know if he knew that he was going to do that. But I do get the point. Like, they're acting chummy, obviously, in the picture. I do get the point that it's like, if you actually think that there is an inkling that you're going to break up with this person and end the wedding, like, why wouldn't you do it sooner rather than later? But I think she, like, posted that and thought it was, like, a big serve. And I just, like, don't think it was. And then Danielle posted the picture and she hashtagged the Sims. And Amanda commented or captioned it plastic because it's like looks so fake. I don't know. They just edit it super weird. Last thing I'll say is no Sam and I was going to call him Carl and then I was going to call him Cody, but his name is definitely Corey. Corey and Sam have clearly been cut from the TV show, which I'm stoked about because Corey is problematic. I've said it before and I'll say it again. And Sam was a little bit of collateral damage with that. So I do feel a little bit sorry for her. But then another part of me is like, I don't feel sorry for her because if you're going to stick with your man and he is a piece of shit, like that's on you too. Like you are supporting that. But I did think Sam, like if she was single, would have made a good addition to this cast, especially with these new guys and her relationship with Gabby and stuff like that. So she's been posting some sus things on Instagram, just like about how like new year, new me and stuff like that. And if she did break up with him and, like, will denounce his transphobia, I do feel bad for her because, you know, she just obviously, like, fucked up a really big opportunity. But I could also see them totally coming back for episodes where Craig is there as, like, a friend of. So we will see. The premiere is February 22nd, and I can't wait to have the Summer House cast back in my life. Oh wait, let's talk about Reputation, Taylor's version. I think that all I wanted to say on this, because I'm sure all of the petty betties are on TikTok like I am, but there are so many Easter egg accounts that will, you know, count the periods in her tweet and look at, like, analyze the emojis and stuff like that, which I respect. If we had a, a person analyzing emojis for Vanderpump Rules we would have figured out with Raquel's lightning bolt girl magic fortune telling ball we would have known about the affair much sooner but unfortunately we don't but Taylor has obviously been wearing a lot of green outfits lately and this might indicate like the snake Karen for rep and then the Taylor Nation account posted a screenshot or like a little gif from the bejeweled music video where there is a blue fingernail by the eight around a clock the clock is like a latte pattern (laughs) and a black nail at the two so I think that this was the biggest easter egg and maybe the other than the clothes the only easter egg we've had and everything else has just been clowning But it seems to me that Reputation, Taylor's version, will be announced in February. She is going back on tour. Her first show is in Japan on February 9th. And this is actually the same date that the Kanye West music video for Famous, which depicts Taylor naked with a bunch of other celebrities, debuted. So I 100% believe that like a flashy reopening of the stadium tour will be the rep tv announcement 
and I'm stoked. I'm fucking stoked for rep. I'm stoked for debut. And then hopefully we can get more new Taylor music. I want to know from the listeners, do you follow these Easter egg accounts? Do you look for Easter eggs yourself or do you just like go on Reddit and find the recaps? Like I, I do truly want to know where we as a community are are at with these. Let's move on to Pettyweight Champion of the Week. This is the part of the show where I'm going to nominate a Pettyweight Champion of the Week, someone in the media who did something petty and it was iconic. And this week I'm nominating Tan France and Bobby Burke from Queer Eye. So there is some alleged feud between the two of them. On January 3rd, Bobby shared a season eight promo and in the picture, like it's a picture of the whole Fab Five, he doesn't tag Tan, which is weird. Then followers notice that they don't follow each other. He in the post confirmed also that it'll be his last season. And there's some rumors floating around online, like maybe he was let go from the show. Um, also that he had scheduling conflicts or just like lost interest because it is, you know, their their eighth season it would have been nice to make it to 10 though I think and I, I feel like the scheduling conflict one it's like but wouldn't you prioritize this as this is the main reason why people know you so I don't know sus at that there's also a rumor that Tan France was getting his own interior design show and obviously this would irk Bobby Burke because he is the interior design guy but we don't have any confirmation about why they had a falling out. But this week, there's also a sus little moment from Bobby where he liked a comment on Instagram that said, if Bobby is not cool with Tan, then I'm not cool with Tan. Which, like, I feel like that is, like, enough of a confirmation that something is up. And then this week, and this is why I'm nominating them as Pennyweight Champions of the Week, they both um, posted pictures of the cast because they won at the Emmys. And they both posted pictures with the whole Fab Five but didn't tag each other. So please explain why this is happening. There was a point where Bobby unfollowed and then refollowed Anthony. So maybe things aren't as good as like they kind of seem on the outside. But yeah, I'm just curious what happened there. Um, is that the new like fuck you is like posting a picture because the whole cast is there you're not cropping them out but you're definitely not taking them also i'd be curious to know if anyone still watches queer eye i remember i was obsessed with like maybe the first two seasons maybe the third season as well uh but then i i like literally didn't even know it was still on seasons four to eight Okay, it's finally time for This Week in Petty, where I'm going to share a story about something that happened in real life that I am petty about. So, I have been a firm believer in the Stanley Cup since it came out. Yes, was I influenced by the videos and the, like, aesthetic and the, not influence, but, like, the status symbol of this item, which, like, LOL, it's, like, a fucking $60 water bottle, but... Yes, like absolutely was wooed by all of that. I want to say a few things. There is something about holding a cup, whether that's a coffee cup, an iced coffee cup, or a water bottle that's chic, that makes you feel different. Like you walk a little different. <laughs> you have a little pep in your step. I've literally thought that since high school when I would go to get a coffee or like a booster juice <laughs> and then like walk back to class. And, like, I was like, why do I feel chic holding this, like, BJ cup? I don't, I don't fucking know what goes through my head. But anyways, there is some type of, like, status symbol about it. And it went viral, obviously, I guess, last year or the year before. And people, like, were obsessed. And you couldn't really buy them in, can in Canada. So you had to, like, order them offline. And then, you know, you could find them at Cabela's. But, like, I live on Vancouver Island. There's one Cabela's mid-island. I live South Island. like... All this stuff, blah, blah, blah. So, like, it was a little bit of, like, a hot commodity situation here where I live. Um, in my ballet bar class, um, all the girlies asked me about the Stanley. One time I left it there, and they're like, we know that's Tori's. Like, it, it's, like, my thing, I guess, which is, like, so embarrassing. So that's the first thing. The second thing is that I basically only drink iced beverages again everyone in my real life knows if we are going to a restaurant I am getting a diet coke like extra ice straw the whole situ 
I am drinking like three of them before the like meals come. I am currently drinking out of my Stanley and a, a Diet Pepsi with ice in a straw. The the Patreons know last year I got an ice maker for Christmas and it has been life changing. Every Sunday or Monday I make like three batches of ice and then just put them in a box in my freezer and then it lasts me the whole week for me to have you know a scoop of ice in every drink it is like minus eight here in victoria and i am still asking for an iced coffee <laughs> like it's just i don't know i just like it better third thing everyone's like okay like we don't give a fuck okay third thing is that i don't drink water i've never drank water it's really hard and I've tried so many things. I've tried different water bottles. I've like the Swell water bottle. Like remember when that was cool? I tried the Swell. It definitely helped for sure. But like there's just nothing like even big plastic cups with ice. Like like I just could never drink water. And I like a year or two ago when the Stanleys were becoming really big. Again, I'm getting so into the weeds to this. Like TLDR, they're not cool anymore. But like... Let me walk you through this. Started doing hot yoga a few years ago. I have since stopped because I just can't do the heat. But also I am on a prescription that's a diuretic, which means you lose water, basically. It's dehydrating. So it's like I actually really now medically <laughs> need to drink a lot of water and stay hydrated, in, like in other ways, like eating tomatoes, cucumbers, stuff like that. I do that, watermelon, I do that all the time too. But I had a very specific reason, like I with hot yoga and this prescription and summer and all of that, I need to stay hydrated. Like everyone should be hydrated. But for years, nothing worked. Like timers on my phone didn't work. Um, like chugging a glass of water before I had a coffee in the morning didn't work. Like I really tried so many things. Those bottles with the timestamps on it, like none of it fucking helped. And then I got a Stanley and I drank so much water. I remember that when I first got it, I was like, oh, this must be, because I have the 40 ounce, this must be like two or three days worth of water. No, it's one day worth of water. And I remember when I first got it, I struggled to drink one in one day and now I drink like maybe two three on a on a summer day maybe but like I definitely drink like 80 ounces of water which is fucking nuts I've also completely reduced my pop intake which not that I really cared about but like I don't know I'm just happy that it's water I used to have to put so much like crystal light and like powders into the water just for me to drink a measly cup and now I just drink so much out of my Stanley so like I love it it fits in my cup holder like it really works for me whatever it is I think it's just like if it was any insulated cup with a straw and a handle I would drink out of it basically it doesn't have to be a Stanley but and here we get to my actual point the moms <laughs> the suburban moms have you know gone viral on TikTok for the, I think it was a Starbucks Valentine's Day Stanley collab, but they were sold at Target. And when I tell you, it looked like Boxing Day in 2010. And if people don't have Boxing Day, if you're not Canadian or from the UK, it's like Black Friday where people would stand outside at like 4 a.m., which I think happened <laughs> before the doors opened. And then they would like harass the employees <laughs> and then fucking sprint in and pop an elbow in case like anyone got in their way like absolutely ludicrous and now the stanley has become uncool i'm just gonna say it like time of death you know january 14th 2024 we had a good run i am devo and i'm fucking pissed that you guys had to ruin this for me like truly livid because now every time i carry around my stanley i don't feel like i'm a, some hot bitch on like gossip girl or whatever I feel like a loser, <laughs> like a loser, chuggy millennial suburban mom. Okay. <laughs> like, and it's, it's, it's kind of ruined my life, but honestly, like, obviously I don't actually care and will continue to drink out of it. I'm not going to be one of those girlies that buys a new $60 water bottle every other year to keep up with the water bottle trends. 
I can barely keep up with other trends. Like, water bottle one isn't the one I'm going to follow. But with all that being said, yeah, I just kind of feel like a loser carrying it. (laughs) So I'm petty about it. Okay, I'm going to wrap this up. Thank you so much for listening. If you got to this point, love you so much. If you haven't already, check out my new podcast, Ready to Be Romance. Wherever you find podcasts, you can follow me at Ready to Be Romance on Instagram. I covered... A Court of Thorns and Roses with my friend Megan last week. And this coming week, I am covering My Life with the Walter Boys, the book and the Netflix TV series with my friend Jen. I was also on The Bachelor Rehap Up with Amy and Haley. And we talked about all of the drama in Bachelor Nation, including Tasha and Caitlin and Zach and Rachel and Brian's divorce, Clayton's paternity case, all of that stuff. Super, super fun. Go check that out. On Patreon, last week I released an episode with the Podcast Collective detailing our podcaster retreat in Nashville. Super, super fun episode. And this week I'm covering Pink's Feminism with Jesse from Jesse's Girls. It's going to be, again, a banger of an episode. I want to give a shout out to Steph C and Melanie M for being amazing patrons. Thank you so, so much for supporting the show, for supporting my work, for supporting me. I appreciate it more than you'll ever know. I hope you both have an amazing week. And if you still need more content after all of that, I would suggest Fire Breathing Kittens which is an actual play one-shot podcast where the hosts play various tabletop role-playing games with a season-long plot. Because there's a beginning and an end to each week's story, you can start at any episode. Every week has a different combination of four of the rotating cast members. So join Fire Breathing Kittens as they solve detective mysteries, attempt comedic banter, and enjoy friendship. I love this. I love enjoying friendship. I love a tabletop game. Um, I've never played a role-playing one, but I think I would fucking slay at it. I have done like a murder mystery game on like a Discord channel, which was really fun. But I, I think I would really, really like this. So check out Fire Breathing Kittens wherever you find your podcast. Okay, friends, I hope you are safe and healthy out there. As always, I'm your host, Tori, and I'm ready to be petty. See you soon. Bye.